0: Welcome to Storytime with Uncle Reddit, a podcast where I read some of the best posts from across Reddit and around the web. Each episode is a collection of funny content that includes subjects like tales from tech support, entitled parents, choosing beggars, pro-revenge, and more. Today's episode is all about tales from tech support. Please just tell me what the issue is. Ticket. Please do X. Me. No, you can do it yourself. Context. I work in application maintenance. We only work on actual issues. If it's something that the user can do themselves through the app, then they have to. Well, do it themselves. Ticket. But it doesn't work when I do it. Me. Please tell me the error you're encountering. Ticket. I don't understand. I already told you that it didn't work and you're not helping me. I'm clicking on a button and it doesn't do anything. It doesn't give me an error message. I don't know what you want. If you can't do it, just tell me instead of talking in circles and I'll figure something out. But you're wasting my time. For crying out loud, why do people not realize that to fix their issue, I need to actually know what it is? The worst part is that Iran actually had the info I needed, since the button she mentioned only appears in a specific part of the process. It's a little bit like one of the kids comes running up to me and says, Dad, I don't feel good. Okay, what hurts? What doesn't feel good? I don't know, I just don't feel good. Does your head hurt? Eh. Does your stomach hurt? Eh. Just give me a straight answer. Just point me in the right direction. Help me to help you. IE out of support. Where are your priorities? This was a couple days ago. As most of you probably know, support for IE 11 ended yesterday. This call was Tuesday the 14th. Our software uses IE to launch, view various forms of documents, etc. Me, thank you for calling, blah blah blah. Customer, the practice is asking me what is going to happen when IE goes away tomorrow or whatever is happening. Am I going to need to update a bunch of group policies and whatnot before then? Me. Support is ending from Microsoft. It's not going away. Our software will still work, and we have an article on our knowledge base that covers this. It includes FAQs and has a link to our documentation for this specific IE Edge changeover. I'll send you the link. Customer. Oh, good. I don't have the time tonight to be doing any group policy updates. While starting a ticket, I notice our system thinks they're on an older version of our software. Me. My system says you're still on version XXX. Is that so? Customer. Yeah, that's our version. Me, you know that's a few versions behind our current release and support is ended for that, right? Customer, yeah, the practice isn't concerned about that. Me, okay, just wanted to make sure you know. The call basically ends there. I put in the ticket, close the ticket, move on. So apparently they're all worried about the browser, but the software they use to run their clinic? Newer versions of which comply with various new regulations? Not so much. Sounds like that office needs somebody else in-house doing their IT work instead of just putting it on whoever happens to be in front of them. Because I'm pretty sure at some point, if there are a couple versions behind, that stuff's going to stop working and uh, then they're going to be all freaked out because they can't get any help for it. Keyboard drivers. This happened to me this morning on my way into work. I got a call to my cell phone via the after-hours emergency line 15 minutes before the start of the day From a user that reported he was having keyboard issues. Me. IT department. How can I help? Color. I have a wireless Logitech keyboard and the number pad isn't working. I did some reading on the website and it said I need to install the driver for this keyboard. I don't know what I'm doing. Can you please fix it? Me. Um, that doesn't make any sense. None of the keyboards we use require a special driver. Color. But Logitech said I need one. And when I went to a keyboard test website, it said I was pressing the arrow key when I pressed like the number five. Me. Uh, what? Caller, can't you remote in and help? Me, not at this exact moment. I'm driving in. You got connected to after-hours support. The business day starts at 8 a.m. That being said, the only Logitech driver that you could possibly need is only to pair a keyboard or mouse with the receiver. If you're getting anything from the keyboard at all, that tells me it's paired to the receiver. You either have NumLock turned off or the keyboard is physically damaged. Caller, but the website said... Me, that website has you barking up the wrong tree. Can you find the NumLock button on the keyboard? Color, there isn't one. I've looked. Me, uh, there should be one. To double check that we're on the same page, you have a regular wireless Logitech keyboard and the number pad on the right side isn't working. Color, yes, the keyboard kind of works, but the number pad buttons don't make the right thing on the screen. Me, that sounds an awful lot like you have a NumLock turn. Caller, there is no NumLock button on this keyboard. Me, I'm sure there is. Maybe it's combined with another key. Can you send me an email with... Color. I'm just going to read the instruction manual. I'll call you back after 8 if I need more help. Click. Nobody in IT ever did get a call back from them. Yeah, I've never known a Logitech keyboard of any type to not have a numbers lock key. Even in my vast lack of experience, I would still put money on the fact that they didn't push the key or they pushed it and turned it off by mistake. What are your thoughts? The security gates keep beeping. I work at a public library with several branches. All the items at all the locations have RFID tags with our barcode numbers stored in them along with a theft bit that gets turned on or off during check-in or check-out, respectively. Items also have a barcode on the front that can be scanned with an optical scanner. I'm at work at the main branch and get a call from a satellite branch. The security gates are beeping pretty much any time someone walks through them. First thing I ask is, is there any chance there's an item close to the gates that's setting them off? The answer was no. So I'm not super familiar with the gates and I'm not sure what I can do remotely. I dig through our files looking for any documents with troubleshooting suggestions. After maybe 10 minutes of that, I give up and drive out to the satellite location. I walk in through the security gates. There's a large fixture to one side that blocks people from just walking around them. On the inside face of that fixture are maybe a dozen books. There are generally things people have donated so we just put them out for people to take, read, and bring back. If they keep them, no biggie because they were donations anyway. I'm immediately suspicious. I walk over and chat with the folks working there. I ask about the books on display near the gates, how long they've been there, when they get put out, that sort of thing. While I'm doing that, one of the workers goes over, gathers them all up and waves them through the gates. Nothing, but I told them earlier to just unplug the power cord because it kept beeping. So I plugged it back in and they tried scanning all the books again, still nothing. So I played around with the PC that ran some software that interfaced with the gates and pulled up a log of everything that had set them off. There were maybe 20 entries for that day. And all but two were of a single barcode. And the software is smart enough to interface with the catalog and tell you the name of the item. This one just said, item not found. So finally I walk back over to the gates and look at the books. They all look like donated items except one. The items in the library are constantly cycling through. And tons of stuff gets sent off all the time. Sometimes as items are removed from the catalog. The front barcode is inked out. The security tag is turned off and they get put into the free to borrow group. One of the books has a blackened out barcode on the front. I pick it up and open the back cover. There's an RFID tag and a number on it matches the number from the logs of the item that set off the gates. I swing it through the gates and sure enough it sets them off. So I peeled it off and that was it. What did I learn? As I've noted on other occasions, most people either leave out important information when they're telling us things or they just don't articulate enough. I can think of a half a dozen different situations I've tried to talk people through that I could have fixed remotely if I'd had them take a picture of what they were dealing with, because there'd been something in clear view that was completely obvious to me, but not something they felt they needed to mention. When I asked, is there any chance there's an item close to the gates of setting them off? I didn't think I needed to add, even if it's something you don't think could have an RFID tag in it. But now I have more questions to add to my tech support toolbox. Yeah, I'm not sure OP could have asked any better questions on that, Except now you know that particular situation, so in the future you can. But without being there, you asked an obvious enough question. Is there, What's close to the gate? Okay, people, cars, books, whatever. The smart bet would have been to have them check the books, but they didn't tell you the books were there, so... Oh well. My desk computer keeps taking over. We're in the process of upgrading everyone from desktops to laptops so we can do more remote work. I get a call from one of our end users. User, Anvari, for some reason the icons on my laptop keep disappearing. Me, okay, what's going on when they disappear? Are you trying to open a program? Is the computer turning off? Any idea? User, I'm not sure, but my desktop does have icons on it, and I can navigate to them, but my laptop doesn't have anything on it. Me, at this point, kind of thinking I might know what's up, but I can't really help him remotely, so I walk down to his office. The new laptops are set up with a dock. By default, we set the monitor to the main display because why wouldn't you? This user honestly thought the monitor was a different computer when he plugged his laptop up to the dock. It took me 20 minutes of explaining to him for him to finally realize that the monitor was his laptop and everything he did on the monitor was available on his laptop once he took the laptop out of his office. Sometimes I wonder if we can go back to paper and pencil for some people. (laughs) So the guy was plugging everything into the dock and he didn't realize the monitor was bringing up his laptop screen? All right, very strange. I guess I've heard worse things before, but and at least he wasn't screaming about it. That's not a computer. My first IT role was as a help desk technician for a large agricultural company. It involved driving around to a lot of different sites to troubleshoot antiquated desktops and printers. It also involved helping a lot of farmer types who can barely even operate a computer. I once received a ticket from an office secretary, we'll call her Nancy, saying the following, My boss Joe said yesterday his computer won't turn on. He's not in the office today. He's semi-retired and only comes in once a week. Can you please come and look at this computer? I have a key to let you into his office. I drive to the site. Nancy lets me into Joe's office. I find a desk with a monitor and a mouse sitting on it. The mouse is plugged into the monitor via USB. The monitor has only one other cable connected, a power cable plugged into the surge protector below the desk. I look around the room to make sure I'm not missing anything, but that's it. That's his whole setup. I go back to Nancy's desk and ask, Do you know if Joe takes his computer home with him? She gives me a confused look and says, No, that's his computer in there. Does he have the wrong one? It's at this moment that I realize I have to break the news to this nice woman that the surge protector isn't a computer. I go into full bedside manner mode, a skill I really had to work on for this role. Oh, I only see a surge protector in there. Is it possible Joe mistook that for his computer? It would seem his computer is missing from the room, which explains why the monitor isn't getting a signal. She looks shocked. You mean that's not a computer? But that's what his setups look looked like for months. No wonder he's been complaining about it this whole time. After this incident, Joe continued to insist that the surge protector was his computer and that it had worked for him before. It wasn't until we had him come into the office and we provided a thorough explanation of what a typical computer setup should look like that he conceded and allowed his secretary to purchase him a new one. We never figured out what happened to his old computer. So old Joe got this somewhere, plugged it in. He swore it worked. There's no possible way that it could have. And he sat like that for months? And he doesn't know what happened to the old computer? I'm so confused, man. Somebody sold him a bill of goods or something. We need more security. Except now when it impacts me. I'm sure a lot of my brothers and sisters in tech support know the pain of cyber insurance. You push all year to get a security initiative through, and it's nothing but brick walls. Then when your cyber insurance requires it, you gotta do it now. We just finished implementing some long-overdue security controls. Two-factor authentication, DMARC, etc. Because the CFO really wants us to have these insurance policies. So I thought it was all in with security. Reality doesn't quite match up. CFO, I'm trying to reset my password on the loan site, xyzloan.com, and the reset email isn't coming through. Can you see if it's blocked? Me. I'm looking in the logs and I can see an email with the subject password reset for xyzloans.com that arrived at the email server and was rejected. It didn't pass DMARC and the sender's domain records say to reject these messages. So it was rejected. CFO. What's a DMARC? I really need this email. Me. It's an email security system that prevents spoofing emails. CFO. Just turn off DMARC. This email's important. Me. It's not my DMARC to turn off. The configuration is controlled by XYZLoans.com and they are the ones who control what to do with emails. They have said to reject emails that don't pass DMARC and this email doesn't pass. So we rejected it. It's a misconfiguration on their side, but they need to fix it. CFO. Do we have DMARC on our email? Me. Yes, DMARC is set up. The failure action is to reject any emails that don't pass. CFO. So you're saying I could send an email to someone and it just gets rejected? Me. If our DMARC records were set up improperly, yes, I'd have to go in and correct them. You won't see that unless something changes with our infrastructure, which is rare. CFO. That's no good. I can't risk having my important emails rejected. We've got to turn off DMARC on all our domains immediately. Me. Yeah, I'll get right on that. Needless to say, DMARC will stay turned on for our domains. One of the construction sites I ran for a while, the uh, the head boss... The general contractor was really tight on security. He only wanted just me as the site superintendent and him to have keys to the site to let people in or out, lock up at the end of the day, things like that, so we could cut back on theft and vandalism and things like that. Except when I wasn't available, he really didn't like going to the site to let people in to work, and he didn't want to have to hang around until they were done so that he could lock up and make sure everything was secure. And what do you know, all of a sudden, subcontractors are starting to show up with their own keys. Well, I guess security wasn't that important, huh? You've been listening to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. If you enjoy this content, be sure to follow my podcast. I upload new episodes at least three times a week.